Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Up. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, we're going to be good students today. We are very we're smart. We're going to be good students. We're not going to talk no, about I'm not a good student. television. No, no television. No movies. We have to. Today, no. I'm so, we, made a, we made a promise. We made whoa, a promise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't throw around the P word. My studious friends. We didn't make a promise. What, well, we said we were going to do it. <laughs> that's that's like not the same thing. Understand. <laughs> How is that not the same thing as a promise? There is a distinction. When you it's say not a distinction. Absolutely. If you wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there when you step out of the building. So that you can get away from the evil people. I will uh-huh. be there. I sure. will be there at 9 a.m. sharp. I will be there 9 a.m. sharp. If mm-hmm. I don't say the words I promise, I can say, didn't say I promise. Ah. Yeah, you could flake, man. I mean, be sh- be clear if we were like, I don't know, somehow running away from bad guys and this was on a time on a timetable. <laughs> Your ass better be doing more than saying, yeah, no, I'll be there to pick you up. Like, I'm just, I'm just You have to say the words? You have to say the words I promise for it to be a promise? Uh, Yes. Oh, no, I've never felt that Because it's a distinction. Because if you promise the thing, do not fucking break that. Like, you can mean to do something. Like, if you and I made plans and uh, we both were like, hey, we're going to meet at this time. And some shit came up, right? Like, shit happens, right? Yeah, but even if you said I promise, if you said I promise and shit came up and you no. called me, you're like, See, and you're like, hey, shit I'm sorry. doesn't come up if you promise. That's what I'm saying. You reserve promise for things that you absolutely like when you like when you married your wife, uh-huh. you promised, right, to not have anyone else but her. I think so. In sickness and in health, in the good yeah. times and the bad. I you remember that. Promised. I did. Right. So yeah. breaking that's a huge deal. It's, it's not the, the same, same thing, thing as if saying, I don't get butter at the store and I say I'm gonna. Yeah, it it's is the exact not. same thing. It nope, is not. exactly the same. You're insane. Those are so not the same thing. There was thing. a preacher at the store the other day when I was getting the butter. And all and my friends and family were the there. It was it was the That's a really weird trip, dude. <laughs> it's a weird store. I, it's, and I it's mean all... really it is. <laughs> Also, there get also your there butter wasn't and get married. Also, uh, there wasn't there there wasn't any butter or, or any groceries there. There were just a bunch of people in pews. It might have been a church. 
Okay. I can't remember. So you made the mistake of going to a church instead of a grocery That's actually how I ended up getting married, is that um, I as I thought I was going to get the butter. I'm sure Miss J is going to love hearing this that. Is a, this is you a weird store. In, like, this isn't the fucking food <laughs> this liar. This store. Do you, you, you don't. You don't, you don't by by any chance have couscous, do you? <laughs> well, I mean, since I'm here, you look rather pretty in the dress. I mean, yeah, oh, fuck you, let's that's do it. Good. Yeah, is this why you wanted me to put on this tux? Weird. <laughs> I thought it was kind of odd, but hey, man, I'll dress up to go to the sure, fucking store. Sure, what? Well, yeah, I don't it's, care. you know, <laughs> dapper dad. So today we are doing a sci-fi book club. Um, we, as we are, but I have to talk about something before we do it. Okay, because, of course you do. Go ahead. Of course I do, because that's what I do. No, but it was like, it's a legitimately cool thing. Okay, go. Um, So I had downloaded a while ago, but I hadn't had a chance to, to check it out yet. This um, like VR experience, like Apollo 11 VR experience. All right. And um, so I spent a lot of time crashing the, the lunar lander, which is not good. Um, but I docked really well so it's cool though it was this amazing experience of like they had the audio like the real audio um from like the apollo 11 mission oh cool yeah and it plays while you're like doing this stuff and you can choose to just kind of have it be an experience or you can actually choose it to be interactive so that you get to like do things at certain points um and like one of those things is docking right because you basically get up there and then you have to like take the pot off and like flip it around and then like dock and you have to and and it, and it it's a, the controls are actually horribly clunky. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but like I felt pretty good about myself when I was like I could do this. This was awesome. Like if it was like being in a simulator, you know what I mean? Like you would do if you were an astronaut, you'd be in a simulator like a gajillion hours a day, um, which is important because if you don't, uh. You crash and you die when you try to land on the moon. <laughs> oh, well, pretty, that's bad. Uh, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> um, so I have not managed to land on the moon yet. Uh, I either shoot uh, too far past it or I, or I crash. Uh, so I'm you not know, happy I, about I that. I love that but... we live in a world where you can say the words, I have not managed to land on the moon yet and you're not crazy. I know, right? Like, or it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and it's so cool. Like, it makes it, it all of my love of space and, and, and the things that made me fall in love with Star Trek as a kid. Um, I just, I felt, even though you're, it's this realistic kind of a scenario where like these windows are teeny tiny, you know what I mean? But even still, when I was, you know, sh just shooting into the, the stars from Earth, I was looking out that tiny little window, giggling. And happy, and it was so cool. Like, if you have VR, I highly recommend the experience. And it's I'm almost ready to get a PlayStation 4 just because you've had so many, because you had the Star Trek VR. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I still don't have any kind of VR experience to do. And I kind of would like to maybe get into a little bit. It would be great. I'd, oh, it would be so cool because you and I could like get together, like we could set times when we could go play Star Trek Bridge Tree together and, and just like, go be on the. Inappropriate. What you know? Cool. I wonder how many. You know what we should do. You know what we should do sometime. And this is you know. So we'll be get to the books in a segment. You know what we should do. How fun would it be if we got a bunch of listeners, um, and we went on Star Trek Online together, and we like worked out a time, and at the same time we did like a live podcast, so that people could like 
listen in and we could all like go on a mission or go do things together or just go hang out on a space station and do a podcast like there. That would be fun. I want to do that. I don't that. know if I can do that because I don't have, I don't know if I have the specs. I mean, um, it sounds well, like a great idea, but. <laughs> I think, I think Star Trek Online is available on, uh, on PlayStation. I know I don't. Oh, it's, is it? It's, I mean, Are I know that sure? Star Trek Online is available on Xbox. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I had to, I could have stayed on forever. I mean, I literally could have played Star Trek Online forever and ever. It's, it's, it's maybe not a good idea to get. It would be easy to get sucked in there because you could just stay forever and do forever. <laughs> I just, I didn't even, I didn't know. I thought it was like a yeah, PC type thing. I don't have a PC and I'm not, you know, yeah. a PC gamer. But yeah, I'm no, going to have a- to look that up now because that's oh, awesome. Boy. I do have an Xbox, yeah. but it might see make me tw- actually play see it. See in but- 2023. Well, and you know what they've done is, <laughs> is like your mid story at this point. Like it, when I first came out, it was just like you're basically basic like massive multiplayer but they've had stories the 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 world you're going to see there is not the star trek world you're going to be used to because things have happened in the game that once they've happened they've there were invasions and and i think oh, romulus, wow. they've like romulus shaped. is gone romulus is destroyed because it's still the prime timeline but it happens uh, in the future of the prime timeline so the event that caused the star trek reboot where uh-huh. romulus exploded yeah well it it exploded Oh wow! It exploded and Spock disappeared, and it's like oh it, cool, yeah, like it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, no, we should definitely or or and and have like a like you know for people who have VR maybe like do a a Star Trek bridge crew night like play like get online and we all you know join I'm never a party gonna have time play. for that. Oh my gosh, I can only record at like one in the afternoon now. It's crazy. <laughs> we were just talking about anyway. So let's let's be studious. We're just, we just we can figure were, it out. Okay, but I'm just saying it yeah. was really uh, it made me think of you. Like I wished you were there with me in my little rocket because I was like, he'd be, it would be so, because I look, you know, I had dudes in there with me, you know, not real dudes, just virtual dudes. But like, I was looking at them and they weren't, they weren't excited. They were just like, you know, doing a job or whatever. And I'm like, I wish one of you was Justin. Why isn't one of you Justin? <laughs> like, because you would be all like giggly and like, we're going into space just like me. And it would be great. But no, except you're it, all like. Except it would get dirty at some point. It's it's. But I, that's I, the beauty of someone, it. Like I can imagine. Sent me the link, <laughs> the, someone sent me the link the other day of that shot from Clerks Two of Jay going of Jay going. Hey man, maybe I could be an astronaut. Yeah, I could do that. I could go out there. I could explore the universe. I could find. I could be the. I could be the first guy to go out there and and find a brand new life. And the music's like swells up. Find a brand new life form. And, and fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> It's <laughs> amazing. Anyway, okay. book club, book club, book club. Book club. Um, okay. So, uh, so I oh, never. But read. I did get to see Valerian as well. I didn't see that yet. Is any good here? Thirty seconds. Any good? Uh, I actually really liked it. I liked it a lot. So uh, people are really hot and cold on it. People are. are I knew some was, people who really love it, but well, I loved it, and I know it's based on a um, a graphic novel of some kind, maybe or or a series. So. I have no, uh, I've not read or seen that, so that could be why I don't, I wasn't negatively responding to it, but like, as far, without that, right, without anything to compare it to, uh, I thought it was really like, the art direction was really cool, the, you know, the acting was good, the only thing I would say I didn't like was that, like, the two leads 
were like children. Like they were so young. And at one point, this kid, the guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but he sounds exactly like Keanu Reeves, which also really fucked with my head. Isn't I was the like, kid in Valerian the guy who was Harry Osborn in the um in the Amazing Spider-Man movies? Um, he was also in um what was that the first person um the the first person uh superhero movie i can't remember now um but the chronicle oh i haven't i i saw that like once a long time ago he didn't look familiar and he he just he sounded like keanu reeves and it was like threw me off like mr a was the one that finally called it um but it was bugging me and I couldn't tell why I was like, why is, why do I not yeah. care for this person? And it was like, stop being. And then once he said it, I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Stop sounding like Keanu Reeves. Just stop. You're talking it. about Dane, Dane DeHaan. Is that his name? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. But in any guy. case, he was like, t- at one point he says that he'd been like in the core for like nine years and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Cause you look like you're 20. Like, when did you start? This is he ridiculous. is 32. Okay. Well, <laughs> they should have, cast somebody who looked, who looked 32. 32 i'm just saying because he didn't look 32 which is good you know good for him he looks youthful but um it was just that that was the only thing that bugged me was that the two of them seemed pretty young uh but i really like the visuals the, the all the luke bassaniness of it uh i loved and uh, and, the, and the 3d was pretty luscious uh so if but again not, and because we're going to be talking about books, particularly books being made into movies, right? Clearly, this is based on something. And not having had that, I find that, you know, it's different. I can be, I, I'm really curious now. Uh, a lot of times when I find out something was was made based on a book or was based on, uh, you know, a graphic novel or, or series of that kind, I, I'm always very curious to read it after the fact and see how I feel about it after I've done that. Because then I can go, oh, I see why people hated it. <laughs> if it's like totally different but i like i loved it i thought it was a great time so um so uh, one last thing i would i would uh, ask you uh, have you seen black panther yet no no i really want to see it but I all have right not so we'll, we'll talk about black panther when the time comes um somebody had posted a wonderful meme that i put up on facebook that just makes me so happy so michael b jordan uh plays killmonger in in black panther um and Michael B. Jordan was, of course, in the terrible Fantastic Four remake that that they did. Oh, was uh, he? Was was the Human Torch? Okay. Uh, um, uh, he was also in um, he was also in Creed. I don't know if you saw Creed. Creed's awesome. It's like Rocky Six or whatever. It's Rocky Seven. Um. Oh no, I didn't. Creed's great. Creed's great. If you if you're a sucker for the Rocky films, I was gonna Creed, say, I've, I've liked every Rocky film. So yeah. Um, Creed is Creed is. Is the like? Is it, he's I, I like did not. I did not. Son, right? I, I I did not like every Rocky film. I I love the first one. I like the second one. I kind of. I'm okay with the third and the fourth one. They're fine. The fifth one is terrible. Rocky Balboa is amazing. It's amazing. Um, and Creed is even better. Okay, I'd say because I haven't seen Creed, I can't speak to that. But I'd say I agree with you on that. Like, I'm not saying all of them were so great, but I'm like, yeah, there was none of them that that I re- I don't remember the fifth one enough to be able to say. Well, yeah, and you and you sucked. you have to yeah, you have to see Creed good. because they're making Creed two right now. Okay, they're making Creed two, and in Creed two, um, <laughs> Creed two, uh, what's his name is uh is hold on, uh, why can't I remember? Dolph Lundgren is back as Carl Drogo, 
and it's it's his son fighting Creed. He's coaching his son, and and Rocky's coaching Creed. So Carl Drogo from Rocky Four is back. Wow, <laughs> it's amazing! I can't That's, believe they're doing that. I just, I, it's like, yeah, there's, yeah, I gotta see that now. I got, yeah, I have to get, I gotta get caught up. The last one I saw was was a. Uh, Anyway, there's this wonderful meme uh, that someone put put a picture up of uh, of Michael B. Jordan and uh, and Chris Evans as the Human Torch, and underneath of them it showed a picture of Killmonger and Captain America, and it said Marvel the MCU is now two for two for redeeming Human Torches. That's funny. I mean, all of the like the trailers I've seen for Black Panther look amazing. Like it makes it's look really good. Really, it's, it's really cool. really good. Um, um, and, and important. I, and I and I and like I find I'm somewhat more excited about superhero movies when I don't know the superhero. Yeah, like I'm not no, super because familiar there's, there's with Black Panther, so I I get to learn stuff. But I also then I don't I don't. There's no reason for me to get angry. About it's so funny because I was, <laughs> I was, uh, so I'm starting this, uh, the totally super podcast is, is the new podcast I'm doing with Arthur. And, um, and we just today talked about X-Men, um, which you X-Men? and I talked about for the pop-off podcast. Um, and, uh, and I was talking about kind of the nerd rage that, that it's like the only movie where I felt like I have a problem with Dr. Jean Grey. Like I have a problem with the fact they keep referring when this Doctor Jean Grey. I'm like Jean Grey's not a fucking doctor. Yeah, she's not I a, a, she's a, not a medical and, doctor. And, and I, one of my one of the char- like both of the char- my favorite characters that I have always loved, Storm and Rogue. They like fucking Halle Berry. I'm sorry, she's usually a great actress, but she did not fucking bring it. For she's that. okay as Storm in the later films. Like yeah, I. But- I I'm just I'm, saying. She I'm just, down. As a matter of fact, she was only in Days of Future Past briefly, but I thought Storm was really badass in Days of Future Past. Yeah, it was the first time I I didn't you know was wasn't like oh man. Um, yeah. And and Rogue didn't get to be Rogue as as I was expecting to see her. That she a was movie. early Rogue. She was very. She that was very is a much movie like I would fucking watch right now. God, if they made that movie, that would be the shit because you could show how she starts out, goes with Mystique, takes. Yeah, like you no, could like start at the end, and you could go back, and you could find her. You could do the whole arc where she finds out that she, you know, when she unlocks it, her psyche and realizes that she has the power she has because she stole him from Ms. Marvel. Like that would be so badass, especially since they're making a Ms. Marvel movie. Yeah, like because no, you could I'm, have I'm... tie-in cross. You could do cool yeah. shit, yeah, and no, it would I... be another like. You a chance. You never, you never, you never got right, to do you never a got good rogue, superhero. You never, movie. never got rogue as the as the high flying, hard punching. Good to see you, sugar. Yeah, you know, that, we never you didn't got get that. that. And I've um, always wanted it. Yeah. So. so so, but I think that you know we've talked about um, as we transition into into our conversation today uh, about the nerd rage that can come from book adaptations. I have long held to that. I don't care. If it is particularly loyal to the book. And yet, when I was talking to Arthur about X-Men, X-Men is one of the very few written things that I'm very precious about. Um, mm. uh, in in that I, you know, and, and I talked about it in that I, I started collecting X-Men in, in the 80s and I... I had posters on my wall and I had seven long boxes filled with comics and I spent over the years eight or $9,000 collecting X-Men comics. And I made my own comic book group called Z-Strike, very much like X-Men. 
and um and and like i i was x-men was my thing before anybody knew what x-men but when only nerds had x-men and mm-hmm. and nobody else knew what X-Men was. People was like, why is Freddy Krueger wearing that costume? Like, That's Wolverine, asshole. Um, like, <laughs> like, like, you don't know, like, motherfucker. You don't know. Um, like, I prefer like, the term Imagineer to um, nerd. X- which if X-Men, you don't get, you should totally watch uh, Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. You'd love it. X-Men is was my jam. It was my thing. So yeah. as much as I loved the X-Men movie, and I did... I bristled sure, because against... it was still a realization, right? Of yeah. the live action, which we'd never seen before. And it was done seriously and it was it right. was they, and, they... and they weren't in the like goofy costumes like they Like they were it... they they were doing their best to present the tone of the books. Whether or not the details were right, they were doing their best to present the tone of the books correctly, and they did it right. Which is why, you know, nineteen eighty nine Batman or Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies, they're both totally wrong for what Batman is. Neither one of them are anything like like the Batman of the comics, but they both present a a tone that is consistent with what the comics are doing. And that, I think, is the most important thing when you're doing an adaptation of a book is that is that it, it doesn't have to look or be exactly like, but it has to feel like the feeling that the book gives you. And that's why I think that I give the original X-Men such a pass is that it it. It does give me that feeling. When I see Wolverine talking to Rogue, I'm like, well, Rogue really should be Kitty Pride in this situation. But I get I get that same feeling when 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 Logan and by the way, anyone who wants to say, boy, that Hugh Jackman, he never ages, go back and watch that first X-Men movie. Cause he looks like a baby. He's like baby he does Wolverine. Not. I saw it recently and he really has aged well. Like, he's aged I'm well. I'm not no, saying he's... he looks exactly like that now, but it's not I don't have the God, look how young he's. He's like a child. Like that. No, 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 no. Hurt. But but the but the conceit that the movie has is that you can go back in in days of future past and show what Logan looked like, you know, back in the seventies. Well, no, he looks older than he did. It like it, the the conceit doesn't work. Hugh Jackman doesn't age so well that you can say he looks the same thirty years before that he did in the. But it's you know you go with it. It's a movie. Whatever. Like it's if that's your if that's your biggest problem, explain to me what's going on with, with Mystique's I, timeline because it makes no sense. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm, tell me, tell me what age Kitty Pride is really. Tell me how old is she? <laughs> because in the first movie she's clearly seventeen, and in the second movie she's clearly like eight, and in the third movie she's clearly like fifteen, and now a main <laughs> character. I don't know who guys. Things just happen. This is fine. He looks, he looks the same. Okay, he looks the yeah. same enough. Is really enough. Yeah, he, it's fine. Um, it's not like but, you needed to do the CG thing to be like, see, maybe we have to younger him. Like he's not and, that far off. That you and there are adaptations point. of books that I think you can argue whether or not it's better, but there are a- adaptive choices in books that I really agree with. Um, that some people don't. For instance, I think the Harry Potter books, if you filmed just what was in the books, would make terrible movies. Um, yeah, so I you think know what that, I, I of course vehemently disagree. Uh, do you vehemently disagree? Do you I think do. that ha- I fucking do you do. think that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire needs the Hermione subplot with her forming no, spew? No, 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 no. That's, to s- that I understood. Like, here's what I will say. Like, I've said this before, and I will reiterate that I get that as the books get longer, there is um, you only have so much time. 
right? I think, and, and I think now, honestly, if Harry Potter was to be done, they would probably do it as a TV series because it would. Oh, you know, I would it love would, it because they would. would love ha- it. You need you ten would- more years. You need ten more years because we're still in the movie continuity with Fantastic Beasts, so it needs to lie fallow for a little. Sure, bit. but I'm just saying, like, I'm if if it had never been done before. That's probably how it would be done because there yeah, Game is of Thrones so, style. it's so dense that uh, it doesn't really work to go, okay, now we're making this into a, into a this, how, you know, however many minute movie. Like, well, but it does work. It clearly it, does it, work, but no, it doesn't. And here's the, th- it, mm, I agree with taking out some things that you need to, that like in, in terms of time and that while I really enjoyed her making this, this group and wanting to liberate house elves and all that stuff. Despite the fact that spew is a terrible name, which, but it's funny. Like there's a lot of stuff there that is great, but I understand why, okay, we're making a movie and that stuff isn't pushing the, the story forward in a significant way. So that, that gets cut. Totally get it. What I don't get it when I maintain like a fucking goblet of fire was one of the ones that pissed me off the most because the whole point when they're going for this like trophy or whatever is you're supposed to think your way through it. And it turned and they turned it into this dumb like fucking bush swishing crap instead of having the sphinx which was fucking cool as shit and i was no i get that i get like and it didn't feel like the book anymore it was like they've and i feel like that's what they do too often and they when they hollywoodize some shit i get very upset and i'm and particularly now i am like based on the the trailer that i saw for a book that i adore one that we're going to talk about i am so concerned i am so concerned Oh well, let's look. Let's, let, let's just jump into it because you know two we key characters, but I don't want to give away. We don't, the okay, book. so let's 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 talk about it before we say anything else. Um, uh, that um, we're about to discuss uh, largely the book Ready Player One. Um, so before we do, because I know at this point people are going to be checking out of the podcast, and I recommend, I never recommend this, but I recommend that you do. Um, if you are utterly unfamiliar with ready player one we will do our best not to spoil things but we kind of need to so uh so before we hit ready player one uh we'll do that last we'll give give those of you who are still mid book or haven't read or waiting for the movie we will uh we will give uh let's talk about everything but that first are do you have any other book recommendations uh let's say in the last year or two that you've read uh that that you let's just throw out let's just do two minutes per book and just throw out things that have really like caught your fancy um do you want me to start i'll start Sure, because I haven't been sure. Uh, All right, I'll let you you get thoughts together while I while I th- and, and think about things you've read or listened to. I am going to start off uh, recommending uh, the book Star Wars: Lost Stars. Um, it is it came out so right after the canon was destroyed, right after Lucasfilm said <laughs> all of those Star Wars books you've read before don't exist. Um, of which the best the best is Darth Plagueis. Um, which is basically <laughs> oh, I have to say this. I watched. <laughs> What? I watched the how it should have ended. Oh, of Last Jedi? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I also watched the uh, watch that also, and it's and it makes some good points. It was um, real. It was very funny, and and particularly was he did this whole they did this whole this is Darth Plagueis. Yes, and it was <laughs> and that was so funny. That was um, just like that um, killed me. She was like, okay, that seems a bit weird in what we're talking about right now, but okay, like. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, also, all the, also worth watching. I went ahead and bought Justice League because I kind of got to have it. I have all the other oh, comic book movies, man. and it's it is. You know, I will say Dude, this about I Justice League. I had not even seen the trailer for it until like yesterday, and when I saw the trailer, I was ah, uh, I was. Can like, I tell you something about Justice uh, League? Do you know what the problem is with Justice wow, League? Well, this well, is I'll awful. give you one one thing. I I've had a problem with the Zack Snyder DC movies up to this point, but I'll say this: they've had a consistent somber depressing tone which is completely inappropriate but at least it's consistent sure the problem with justice league is it's well known that Zack snyder was making it and then had to drop out and then joss whedon makes it and and when yeah when mr a told me that after i watched just the trailer i was like oh no yeah. So what you have is you literally Joss, have what you did have you do, buddy. No, but like, but here's the thing: it's you've got you've got you know you've got brood, 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 funny moment, and people smile at each other. Brood, brood, brood. I mean, just the thing that struck me right off the bat, like, and it's not even Wonder Woman. She was the best part of the the trailer that I saw. Actually, um, it was the Flash, the guy playing the Flash. Like, and I don't think it's the actor's fault. Oh, I dig the all. Flash in the movie. He's just way different than the Flash He's, from the TV and show, and I don't like it. He's do you like, like do you watch the Flash TV jerk. show? Yeah, and I love. Yeah, and you're going to bristle against that. it. You're you're going to bristle against it if you love the Flash TV show. I, will I say do. Barry and I Allen. Like, Barry Allen in the why comic are we books? making? Why are we making him like such a like dick? Really? He's kind. Well, here's the thing. He's Is not he kind he, of a dick in the, the movie. Comic? In the I movie, he's not a. In the movie, he's not a dick as much as he's just really, really, really socially awkward. Like really, really has a problem. Socially. Oh, well, he does not appear socially awkward in that yeah. trailer. No, no, he's he he's really, like really. He dick. he comes straight. He comes straight out. And I mean, like, not like a dick, but like a. You know what I mean? Like the arrogant. You know, he's not arrogant of, at all. No, he's he is not arrogant at all. Fuck with people, kind of guy, which is like no, not, he's not the way I see the Flash. No, he's at not. All. He's not arrogant at all in the movie. No, he's 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 kind I, of he's almost Peter Parkerish in the movie. He's um, uh, but really? I will say I this: mean, that, how do you, how does that work when he's all like? Wait, what is your superpower again? Like, and he's just there's this toot about it. And he's just no, there, there, the two, there, there, there is no toot in the in the movie. That scene in the movie, that scene is 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 he's like, whoa, whoa, you're the Batman. Oh my god, you're oh the, oh that's amazing. And I I have problems making friends, and and and, and like like Benefact starts like trying to like make the pitch goes. Listen, the world's coming to an end, and things are happening, and I really need to stop. Stop right there. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. You are, you are, yeah. I totally, I, I need, I need friends. I need. What's your superpower? It's like everything is. He's, he's just, he's really awkward. I, I really like him. Oh, in the well, com- it didn't in play the as comics, awkward in the trailer. In the comics, Barry that. Allen is often a dick. Really? The, well, the thing is, is, the comics explain it really well. Um, he's he sometimes he's arrogant. Often, uh, it depends on what era of Flash you're reading, but often he's also, um, he's really impatient. Um, in that. The comics are shown from his point of view. It's not that he turns on the flash thing and then goes fast. The world is always going slow to him. So if he's waiting in line to use the ATM, it's 10 times slower to him than it is for everybody else. And when he's waiting for people sure. to answer, 
when he's answer, waiting for people to answer a question, it takes for and the comics the comics do a good job of showing what that's like of how hard it is to force. It's like the same thing that the comics do with Jean Grey. The comics say that the problem Jean Grey has is not reading people's minds; it's shutting everybody else's thoughts out. And it's the same for him. The comics have shown that Barry Allen's problem is not running fast. Barry's problem Barry's problem is living in a world where everything is in slow motion. Um, then I the, mean, I could see that, but I, the I show doesn't like do was, that at all. The show there doesn't. There was like sh- a time when he in the trailer where he like put a kick me sticker on somebody's back or something or some. No, some, there's he there's there's some shit that was like like a a shit like in a classic eighties movie shitty jock thing to do. No, he is it, that, that is absolutely fit. he is he is not that the the trailers do a poor job of showing him. The movie has problems, um, but that's okay. not a problem. That's, that's not a problem. Because um, that was no. my biggest problem in the trailer. No, you might I bristle. Mean, you might hate the Flash. The Flash is annoying, but he's annoying to <laughs> the other characters in the. I I, I dig him. Um, uh, anyway, we're not talking about the Flash. Uh, so yeah. I anyway, Darth Plagueis uh, was where we were. Um, anyway, Star Wars Lost Stars is basically oh, Romeo right. and, Romeo and <laughs> Juliet in the Star Wars universe, um, set against the backdrop of it's Romeo and Juliet, but the kids grow up together, so it's set against the the backdrop of like 10 years from order 66 um, from 10 years from or 10 years from is order it, 66. Is it done in Shakespearean meter? Or? No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's, it's it, I maybe, have those, but those books I recommend as well. Actually, um, but it's, it's the, yeah, those the are Shakespeare, the, the Shakespearean of, but of it's, it takes you from like 10 years after order 66 when the empire is just coming into power through the death star battle, through the second death star battle, through, um, like there's like uh, through things happen near Jakku, like it's and it's it's huh. almost it's almost like Rosencrantz Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in that okay. way. Okay, in, the, in that, the way that they're like all the big stuff is big stuff is happening in the background. The Star Wars right. chronology is going on in the background of this of this heart like heart wrenching love story that huh. I really recommend. So Star Wars Lost Stars is the first book before we get into Ready Player One. The first book that I really give a strong recommend to probably the best. And I've read a bunch of Star Wars books. I also think Dark Disciple. If you were ever into Clone Wars at all and you thought the character of Ventress was interesting and in her arc where she started out just as like Dooku's, you know, you know, apprentice. And then she, you know, eventually in the show gets jaded from him. You get to see what happens to her as we get really close to the events of episode three also a really emotional book um but those two are the two best star wars books out there right now and i give them a really high recommendation and these what are you- actually canon because yeah these books are these books are actually canon but their canonicity is not really that important like it's their canon like nobody's you're not going to get to episode 10 and have them go it's like what happened with asage ventress it's just not it's it's yes it's in canon um but it's not you know, critical it's not, that it be in canon. Yeah, it's not critical. It could, it could, or it could not be, but it is. Um, but Lost Stars is is um, is phenomenal, and and I can't give it a. All right, what what would you recommend other than Ready Player One, which we will get to in about five minutes? What I else mean, do you I I I would recommend Armada as well. His second book, it's really really yeah. Don't I believe don't believe the reviews, which say it's basically trying to recapture, um, and failing to recapture the fun of Ready Player One. No, I don't think so. I think it's t- it's 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 more of a um like what it reminds me of, and and I and and there he makes absolutely makes references to it. As long it, as you it, don't say the words "the last Starfighter," I'll be fine. That's 
was going to say. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just being dick. I'm sorry. You know what? The Last Starfighter is <laughs> a great movie. I love The Last Starfighter. I think The Last I Starfighter is- I love that movie. Yeah, no, I, I grew up I grew up on that movie. And look, the, one of the first uses of CG to do a ship, too. Like, it, I mean, not one of the first. It was the first, t- it was the first movie that ever used all CG um, for the ships and the really? space stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think it's worth a rewatch. So Armada. Okay. Um, I if, will. If it's, s- yeah. And, and watch it in, in the luscious, like they've on Blu-ray. I mean, it looks so crisp. It looks so beautiful. What is you. the basic plot of Armada? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's what kind is the of basic like, what what's on the back of the book? What would basically be on the back of the book? Oh, I guess I don't know what's on the back of the book. You like, don't have to read the back of the book. Just <laughs> I don't have it on me. It's like right, in go. my nook, which is like hidden away somewhere, apparently. Um it's but if you've seen The Last Starfighter, you kind of get the idea. You know what I mean? It's like you've got these kids, you know, that are playing this game that's like the shit, right? And then it turns out that that kind of was prep <laughs> because, and, it, and you think about it, it's like, ah, oh, there were totally, there are so many games that we play now uh, that I feel like are, and I know that they use like video games, if for want of a better term, uh, to teach like troops and um, like other skill sets. Because it's good enough now that there's a very real way to uh, to use that as a training tool. And so the idea that like secretly training people um, and if you happen to be really good at this game, you like get recruited uh, to fight the <laughs> the, uh, the armada. Um, it's amazing. Like, so I think for me, because I love Last Starfighter, it really resonated. Um, but there's also a very personal story going on, which I don't want to give away, um, it, as well for the main character. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the ending is, is quite unexpected. And I dug it. I think you'd like it. I, th- I think that you probably think it was a little more Ender's gamey. Well, by the and- way, I w- I would recommend the, in- most of the Ender series. I think that you can maybe skip the uh the direct sequels to Ender's Game, if you're not like they're really heady. If you like hard sci-fi, then you might enjoy uh Speaker for the Dead, Xenocide, and Children of the Mind. You might enjoy those. Um uh if you really like e- Ender's Game is a book that I think everybody needs to read. Um it's really, really it's that spectacularly good. Um it's the, some good shit. Um there's also a direct follow-up if you just want to get one more sense of Ender, um, of the Ender that you knew, there's a book called Ender in Exile which uh, follows directly after Ender's Game. And that's the last glimpse you're going to get of the Ender you know, because by the time you get to uh, Speaking for the Dead, Ender is a full-grown adult, and it's just a different experience. Um, and then the what I call the Shadow series, which is uh, Ender's Shadow, which is a book that takes place at the same time as Ender's Game, um, but from a different character's point of view. And then the series after that, which is Shadow the Hegemon, Shadow Puppets, and Shadow the Giant, um, which follows the character of Bean. Um, those oh, are... Very, those are very much like a game of risk with geniuses playing it. It's, um, I love the Shadow series, one of my favorite series. So, um, I, un- I understand that Orson Scott Card has has difficult politics for some people. Um, I get that, 
if you can separate the politics from the book, I think that the books are, are really worth reading. Um, and the I mean, movie's that's, okay. That's the, that's the idea of, of sci-fi, though, to an extent, is it's, you know, to, to explore stuff. I mean, like, I have always said I, I, I read 1984 for the first time not uh-huh. too long ago. All right, so um, would you put that on your sci-fi recommendation? Absolutely. It's it's an it's an one inc- of the greatest books of all time. Would you recommend that one? I know, right? Um it's so weird like cuz I'd see the movie like once. And what was so interesting is I remember when I saw the movie I didn't I didn't like hate it or I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like, "Oh, that was so like I didn't rave about it." You know what I mean? I and I think that um I'm so curious cuz I basically I wound up watching it again. Uh, after I'd finished reading it and I loved it. There was so much I loved about it. Um, there were a couple of choices. There were a couple of things they did that I was kind of like, Hmm, I wonder why they made that choice. I don't know about that, but like, like the casting for some of the people, I was like, Oh my God, that's like almost exactly what she looked like in my head. Like that's her. It's that that's incredible. It's like they plucked her out of my brain. Um, and the, and the thing is, and I think that this might be the re- the reason that I didn't enjoy the movie as much, because I do think, like you were just talking about um, with, I'm not sure which book it was, but it was, it was really, really heady stuff. Yeah. Like, 1984 is fucking dense, and it is yeah. hard to read. And I, what, probably one of, like, I think, I'd say in the top five of, of hard to read, but like, good, but you've got to be paying attention. Like you can't have like distractions in the background. You can't like half-ass it or be falling asleep because I would usually watch. I like I read a lot of times before I go to bed, and if I fell asleep uh, reading it, I'd usually have to go back a significant amount of time because I was getting sleepy at some point. And I was like, I have no idea. I didn't follow any of that. Oh, <laughs> because there's double speak and double plus good and like this whole language that's that's been created by the the dissolution of words. Um the concepts are all very heady the 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 ideas it's and it, to be clear it's not a happy book yeah no, like, it not, is not it is not it, there's no happy ending uh, and and it's and, and, and let's be clear the book is is the a direct inspiration for there are four lights it it's, absolutely yeah, is clearly it they're absolutely going absolutely clearly is like it was so it was so cool for me this time around like watching the movie like, because when I read the book for the first time and I got to the part where he's in the Ministry of Love and the guy is basically telling him two plus two is is five. And I, I'm like, wait, hold on. And like, as that whole thing played out, I was like, this is this is where they got that. Yeah, oh yeah. This no, is, well, I mean, let's be clear. That's exactly but, the four lights. Exactly the thing. When like you, you just, and when you when you oh, hear the when oh. you hear the term when you hear the term Big Brother, that's from 1984. It's that big of a book. Um, it's yeah, okay. it's a huge deal. So I mean, I really, really recommend reading. It. And then when I watched the movie, I, like I said, the guy it was clear to me. This I will say, like, so we're talking about movie from book adaptations. Aside from two, like a, a very small, minuscule amount of things, um. They did a great job, I felt, of presenting the book. And I believe that the person who did it, like, he clearly was adamant about it being, like, and the, the only thing that I think holds it back is that it's, like, if you haven't read the book, it's, like I said, because of how hard it is to follow 
um, some of the dissolution of Ward stuff and all the things that are happening. It's that's hard to convey in a movie because all of it is in his head and he can't and you literally can't show it because the thought police are everywhere. The, the the big brother is everywhere. Like one of the th- the scenes in the movie that I felt like just captured the book so wonderfully was he's like it's it's, it's simple. It's like him just like walking home from work, but you but every time he's he walks down a street, he goes into a door, he goes down another hall, into a door, into his building, up the stairs, through his door, and the whole time there's some news broad the broadcast or whatever is on. And it never, there's never a break in it. It is completely continuous. And and that idea of you can't get away from it. It was just like, I felt like I was in the book. I was like, that's how you do some shit right there. If you have a couple of audible credits to spare, um, uh, uh, before we get to Ready Player One, um, there are, and and you have the physical copy of of one of these books. um, But I really think that given the price and given what you, you get um if you have an audible credit to spare might i suggest the 50-year mission the first 25 years and the next 25 years um the reason i suggest an audible credit is because normally you spend an audible credit for a book that's going to run you like you know eight or nine hours that's worth an audible credit these these audiobooks are 17 18 hours long yeah it's so dead Um, so good um and if you like star trek or you can just get the book although the book is you know the book is dense it's more fun to hear it read i think than maybe just to read it because it's it's almost a textbook when you read it um oh it's not not to me not if you love the the content i don't think it feels like and if you're listening to us we hope you love star trek but it's it's about right but it is definitely production history of star trek um and it's called the Fifty Year Mission, um, and and there are two books: uh, one about the making of the original series and the movies, and one about uh, basically everything else: uh, next gen DS Nine Voyager uh, up to the JJ verse, and even some of the some mention of Discovery um, and Enterprise. It goes it goes through season by season by season by season. Um, you really will walk out of it an expert in the production of Star Trek. Um, so, and, and as a side book to that, I would also suggest Slayers and Vampires, which is the same thing for Buffy and Angel. Um, and again, an audible credit for 20 hours of book is Oof. worth every penny. Um, yeah. the other one that I'm reading now, and I, then we can get to ready player one, unless you have another one to suggest, um, is, uh, is I'm reading one now, a series of book called the Bobiverse. It starts mm-hmm. with a book called, uh, we are Legion. We are Bob. Um, which is about a uh, a rich dude named Bob uh, who uh, who signs up to get himself cryogenically frozen um, just as a lark because he's got he's a millionaire and he can just go ahead and spend. He doesn't think anything's going to come of it, but then he gets hit by a car um, and okay. he wakes up and it turns out the cryogenically frozen thing didn't work. But you can scan uh, destructively scan the brains of the people who are cryogenically frozen. Um, and, uh, it destroys the body to do it, but you can scan it in and put it into a computer and he wakes up and he's a computer program. Um, and, uh, spoiler alert for the first like four chapters of the book. He is the only one who does, who, who successfully does this really. Um, (coughs) so he goes through that and he exists as a computer program. And as the book suggests, um, eventually the only thing you can really do is, is, you know, it comes, comes to a point where you need to make a copy of yourself. Um, and so the book is called We Are Legion, We Are Bob. Um, and you can sort of guess what happens. Uh, and it's in the future, like 200 years in the future. And it shows kind of what happens to Earth uh, and what happens to people. And it's space exploration. And it's um, 
Uh, it's very good. It's very funny. Like he, you know, one of the bobs he makes names himself Riker. <laughs> <laughs> Another one names himself Homer. You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know the awesome. the first planets he discover he he names Romulus and Vulcan. Um, <laughs> uh, so so if I might suggest absolutely to read we are legion we are bob when i say read i do all of my reading as audiobooks now um because i don't have time to sit down and read but i drive a lot so um so they're they're great okay that's well so a book i'm about yeah. to start but i have not started yet and it is because i'm absolutely adoring the show is altered carbon all right um so if you haven't watched it on the netflix can do that shit man yeah i've heard i've heard really really good things uh, okay it's time so I guys wanted, i can't wait to read it i'm excited uh the well, book we're, we're about to some ready player one all yeah right? the, the the book we're about to read before you check out here's the concept of ready player one uh the whole world uh has gone to shit pretty much uh and the one bit of pleasure that anybody gets is that they get to live in a virtual reality called the oasis um and no uh, it's not the one pleasure life is in the oasis life is life is pretty much in 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 the oasis that's where everybody kind of like exists. oasis money is is worth more than physical money the, the the but the basically everyone on earth is poor um and one of the poorest uh kids uh uh basically is the person that you're following well the guy who created the oasis uh who's like the bill gates of the world he's uh, the, Gil ba- the uh, bill gates uh, times infinity um, um uh, dies and when he <laughs> dies he leaves a video will saying hey you can have 248 billion dollars if you can find this thing in in the oasis in the virtual reality that i've created but more importantly you get you 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 get the oasis yeah. you and, get you, and you get the oasis and here ownership of the oasis here's 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 what you need here's what you need to know to do it and there's this link to an almanac and when you open the almanac all it is is references to 80s video games and and movies and music and everything 80s and then the book sort of flash forces flash forwards five years and the 80s has become an obsession for all of mankind. Well, yeah, so, no, all he does is he's, he, he doesn't, it's not the Almanac, dude. What well, I, I, I want to, I, that's all, that's where I want to leave the synopsis. So no, but the, that's not even accurate. Okay. All I, he gives you is a, is a riddle. There's like a riddle to start. But he all, but there's also a bunch of references to the 1980s. The point is, is what you end up with is. <laughs> no, everybody starts researching the 80s because they know that he loved the 80s. But the point is that the book leaves you as a as as a a love letter to the 80s in a cyberpunk uh, futuristic world where you can have uh, where, where you can have pop culture icons playing pop culture icons playing video games uh, like Pac-Man while listening to Rush um, and and. In between, there's a, a really interesting story about humanity and a kind of a rip-roaring, uh, pop culture blasted uh, sci- sci-fi adventure. Um, before we get into what we're going to talk about, highest of possible recommendations? Absolutely. Yeah, highest of possible recommendations. I mean, ad- any, any person I ever talk to that indicates any sort of um, like or interest in science fiction, I'm always like, have you read Ready yeah. Player One? Yeah, it's so so. If you yes, haven't read it now. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a big movie by Steven Spielberg later. We're going to talk in this podcast about this movie, but we can't talk about what we've seen without kind of spoiling the book. So I'm going to do yeah. something that Certainly I certainly not the things I'm worried about. Well, and, and also kind book. of what's great about the book. Um, so at this point, and I never do this. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for listening to this show. If 
don't spoil this book because we're going to coming up. I, I just really, really want to say, that, man. really want to say to you, you should check out right now because for the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to ruin the book if you haven't read it. So thank you for listening. This is the last warning you're going to get, guys. So like really yes. go out, read the book. And then get listen the, to this part. Okay? The audiobook <laughs> is also great. The audiobook yeah, is Yeah, isn't it actually narrated by Will Wheaton? It's narrated by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton says the words Will Wheaton in the book. It's so that's, great. Yeah, That's how so meta amazing. it gets. It's you so get great. to see Will Wheaton talk about Wesley Crusher as the as Wade in the book. It's it's yes, it's great. <laughs> I I haven't actually I've read it multiple times, and I I usually don't listen to books, but that's one I've been like thinking about being like, you know what? It totally I worth would, an audible. I, yeah, that just because it's Will Wheaton, like <laughs> yeah, it's it's I can't like cannot give it a higher recommendation. Um. If you love, even if you're not a big 80s person, you like the iconography is only only really gets super deep to the point where you have to really be an 80s person to appreciate it. It's enough that you go, oh, it's the, the DeLorean. I get that. Like that's that's like it's I think you don't even need to be an aficionado to enjoy it. I can't give it a higher recommendation than I'm giving it. It is. Absolutely yeah, but if you, you get that the 80s is awesome. You will love it so much more. Even but more, I, yeah. I do so, th- but I do think it is. But even if you don't give two shits about the 80s. I still the, think it's awesome. The story is, is, it yeah, is so. really cool. All right. Spoilers coming. Three, two, one, go. Okay. We're in the spoiler section. Um, So what? What about the, the trailer is upsetting? Yeah. Well, let, before we get to that. Let's what say, isn't the, upsetting to you? The, 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 the book itself. Um. And this is the point where we're going to talk about what we've seen so far uh, with the trailers. And also get into the plot of the book a little bit. Um, I get, I see the changes that they're making. There's only one change in the trailer that I really kind of uh, am bothered by. Okay. There's only one. And that is clearly Wade has met, uh, what's her name? Um, Parsifal? Is that her name? Artemis? Artemis, thank he's you. He's Parzival. Yeah, he's Parzival. Clearly, Wade is meeting her earlier in the story. And I have an meeting issue. Meeting her in, in the real or in no, the no, in, in No, in, in, if for real, in the trailer. Because you see them talking together. You see them addressing you know, the world together. You see them. It doesn't make any sense. He doesn't see her until the, like, ap- the until the end of, of the book. book. And that's the only change that I see that I and go, that's what? A that's a problem. And I don't, so I don't know if I don't remember seeing her in the trailer that I saw. So I might have only seen a teaser. But what, what initial, what, what right off the bat was, I was like, they're going to fuck this up. Like, wait. Let, let's be clear. When we say they, we're talking about Steven Spielberg. So, no, I know, but it's like, Steven, buddy, pal, I love you. The man who wrote this book loves you. Do the movie. Like you would have done it in the 80s. And I'm worried that that's the reason this isn't good is because that's not what you're doing. Well, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a movie shot 80s style. I don't No, You know what I mean, dude? I'm not talking about like we have the technology. We have the stuff. I'm not talking about not using the tools available to him. I am talking about how he made a movie back then where his focus was. All right. So, so, okay. So, so be specific. Give give me specific. Wade, like the only thing I saw was the stacks looked good right off the bat though. Wade is like, he's supposed to be overweight because he doesn't, 
He doesn't have a way to exercise. Everybody lives inside the oasis. Well, he also gets super, super buff. In the he movie, gets in the buff, but that's at the like mid after the midpoint. Even I'd say that's probably three quarters of the way through the book. He gets buff, but he starts out heavy because he's all he has it like to sustain his body in the real world is like junk food. Which is is not good for you. I never and got the sense that he was like oh like really overweight. Just that it's he was kind of really kind of dad he, bod. It, it's it is it is stated and like it is he is described as being overweight in in the book. Like it's not a, an impression I'm getting. He is described that way, and and that's why it's such a shift when he you know all of a sudden sort of wakes up and realizes he's you know once he's been in IOI and doing all that stuff that he's that he's actually tr- like fit like it's it's weird to him you know what I mean and it's and that's after he's like got a bunch of money living in a place doing like a workout routine every morning like his situation is vastly different when he gets when he gets buff so that right off the bat tells me that both H and Artemis are going to be fucking ruined. Well, why? That they are well, not going to look right. That they're going to cast them just like they would cast any female in any fucking movie. And why we got into female suddenly? Off. What do we? I'm whoa, sorry. hold on. Like we've immediately jumped to female. Like, like allow me, allow me to retort. One, Wade is being played by the guy who is young Cyclops in the X Men movies. Okay. And if you look at a picture. Of him as young Cyclops, square jaw, perfect hair, all buffed up. And then you see a picture of him as as Wade. Um, he is not that square jaw. He is not what this actor can look like when he Dude, is. He I saw it. He looks like a young, very attractive, like every other Hollywood guy. Like he does not look. Like, he doesn't look like any Wade that's described in that book. Dude, he doesn't. He's too pretty and I don't, in, I, in every way. And, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get that sense at all. And by and the end of the book, I, by, the, by the end of the book, I get the sense that Wade is sort of very attractive and super heroic. Like he's, he becomes a very sort of standard hero by the end of the of Here's the, the deal. If you looked, let me put it this way. If you looked like that guy, the guy you saw in the fucking trailer, and you are in the Oasis, are you going to make a character model that looks totally different from you? Well, I've seen, what, like, his char- I've seen sorry, what his character model looks like. without the imperfections, what would that even look like? It would just look like him. What are his imperfections? How would he change himself a little bit? I mean, I get what you're saying. They put him in front of your. I get what you're saying. Okay, so the actors you don't just put him in a hoodie or something and like the the, the actors. I get what you're saying. The the actors are going to look, you know, like Hollywood actors. But no, but it is key. It is fucking key to the book. To the point to like certain things that both H and Artemis look the way they look in the fucking book. It is important. It is extraordinarily important. That they not just be hot chicks. It really is. All right. Well, hold on. Artemis, the cookie cutter hot chicks. The impression I get of Artemis is that she is a hot chick with a with a um, basically with a a birthmark. 
And that she her body is described as Rubenesque. I do think that's beautiful. I uh, to be clear, I am not saying Artemis is unattractive. Let me be very clear about that. I am not saying she is unattractive. I am saying she does not in any way fit the Hollywood norm in any way. She is not a tiny, super skinny, plastic looking hot chick. She's not. And that's the fucking point. And if I don't it feel wasn't like that's the, the point, point, it wouldn't upset me as much. It absolutely is. The, what book did you read it again, dude? I, the book and maybe that stuff be... doesn't hit you the same way because you're a guy. Um, but like her fear of him seeing her in real life is so extraordinary. Um, and it really matters, and it's a, and it's an it's an important plot point. And like she's so mad when he looks up her file, and feels completely violated, like, <coughs> and and like H also needs to look like H, like H can't be some you know quirky hot chick, some uh, somehow. Like she needs to look the way she looks, which is unique and interesting. Well, and I've seen makes I've seen of pictures of what awesome. she looks like. H looks like she looks right. Um, so they got one of them right. Okay. Uh, you know, the other one does look like your standard. Mm-hmm. You know, and but that that was my fear when I even heard them announce the movie. I was like, "There's no way. There's no way they 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 do Artemis right," and that really really upsets me. And and particularly in this climate, in the right now, it upsets me even more. Like when we're much more uh, like, you know what I saw the other day? I saw a trailer. They had an extended trailer on PlayStation. Um, it's PlayStation exclusive. So if you don't have PlayStation, sorry for Annihilation. Um, and that's I don't know if you know the movie. It's coming out. I think I think it actually comes out this week or maybe next week. Um, with uh. Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Leigh and Jim yeah. Rodriguez. Um, like, and it's basically, it's like this group of women on a mission and they're like in their fatigues and they got fucking rifles and, and it's a scary looking badass type movie. I really want to see it. And I'm like, yes, they, and, and all these, I believe these, these women are real, you know? Even though a, a lot of them, but I noted this, I was like, you know, what's really interesting is like, I mean, yeah, I could tell it was Natalie Portman and all, but I had just seen her on Saturday Night Live and she looked a lot younger and prettier, if you will, on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, Mr. A's like, well, yeah, I'm sure they, you, you know what I mean? It's like they're, they're, I think they're going for a realism like these women, you know, she's not didn't have time to get i'm sure on snl she was like all made up and prettified which is not you know not to say that she's ugly without it right but like that standard that we hold women to right and it's not that's not happening in this movie and i'm like i fucking love it you know what i I wonder so much you know you know what i wonder i saw the trailer for the movie first and then i was like Ah. that looks fun i'll read the book so when i read the book i imagine what I saw in the trailer. It's the well, same reason that I had a problem getting through Lord of the Rings uh, for so long until I saw the first movie. And then I was like, between the first and the second Lord of the Rings, movie, I was like, maybe I'll give it a try again. <clears throat> and suddenly I could totally do it. Really? I could totally get through Lord of the Rings because, you know, when they when they say 
Aragorn was speaking to Theoden before Aemir came in with Legolas. <laughs> then Elrond, yeah. Elrond and Gimli, son of Gloing, showed up and they needed to talk to about poor Theodred, who was born. And that's when Saruman and Sauron, by the way, Tol- Tolkien made one mistake. Having Saruman and Sauron be so close in name without a movie to separate them. I would get confused every time I read it. Why would you make it mostly all the same letters? Um, right. Uh, and and <laughs> after the first movie, I was like, oh, I totally get this. And I could just watch it. And that's that's like I sometimes my visual mind needs to fill in. So I watched the trailer first, had none of the problems that you're mm-hmm. listing. None. Except that now when I watch the trailer, I go, oh, they meet at the wrong time. Um, none of those problems. And look, man. Like, you can't say it's just because I'm a guy. Um, I didn't say it was just because I said perhaps it didn't it it didn't have the same emotional resonance that that was super important for you as it would for a for a girl reading the book. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. maybe, And and she's she is. I I don't think that the, the, the physical dimensions of her body are are. I don't remember them ever being described. And they if they were. were, if they were, it would have been a brief description. There was not a lot no, of focus. No, it was on like, it. It, and that's the thing. Like he, he's, she, he described. She's described both in the virtual world and in the real world. And and he notes that she looks different than most avatars because most people in the Oasis, everybody looks super awesome, bestest. That you that you know whatever ideal we have, which we all know what that is for women, and she doesn't, and that gets his attention right off the bat. And it's like, and I guess, like, and maybe it's not just because I'm a, a girl, but like I I I really identified with Artemis. Like I grew up playing games. I'm good at video games. Um, I'm used to to being you know because I had a lot of guy friends, uh, where they would sort of act like I couldn't beat them or that I was no good because I was a girl and then I whipped their ass and I was like I'm sorry you were saying what um and the way she kind of has this chip on her shoulder like about that sort of thing like I really I really resonated with her um and so she she means a lot to me she's quite precious right and the fact that they're gonna do what they've done what I knew they would do the second I heard a movie was announced um just breaks you're gonna, my heart yeah you're gonna you're you're gonna get your you know she she is but she is buffy dimensions and, like she's bu- and it's it's just it, it hurts my heart man it's like why because the point is that she is beautiful like she, she okay is. so so here's so here's here's where i would argue with you i don't see that that's the point of the book I'm not saying it's the point of the whole book. I'm saying it's that there's an arc for her character that she's dealing with when it comes to her attraction and her um and and the fa- and that's the the like primary love interest, right? Like that's sure he's doing all this to some extent, you know, for her, right? He he want he would have. I'm just saying, like, she's not some random character. Okay, and I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying the whole movie is about women and body image and all that. But I'm saying that it it matters and his impression of her matters. And the fact that they 
they meet in this virtual place where you can be anything. Like, and that was the other thing I didn't like in the trailer, frankly, was the just the, the, the clips and the stuff they showed from the Oasis just didn't look right to me at all. Like, it looked bad and like, and the thing is, the shit that's described in the book is fucking incredible. Like, it's awesome. There's no need to try to make it more awesomer somehow. Like, I don't even know how you would do that. And All I right, feel well, like. Well, okay, before we jump into that, before we jump into that, I, I do want to I want to touch on on your first thesis. And then we'll move on to the second thesis, sure. <laughs> which is which is this. I think that. The unfortunate truth is the Hollywood movies are made in Hollywood. They are. They don't yeah. make it's it's it is it is an unfortunate truth that this is what is the norm right now. Um which is, you know, the she would this body type, especially when Spielberg was back in the 80s, would be the cute one. She would not be the hot one back then. She would be the cute one because the hot one back then was much more buxom and that, that i mean that was it was a different image was the was the idealized woman now the idealized woman is you know if meg ryan was in her prime right now the idealized woman would be meg ryan um whereas at the time you know in the 80s you would say the idealized woman was you know pamela anderson um i think that there's a certain reality that we are going to have to accept if we want to enjoy movies. It's not a fortunate reality. It's not maybe even the best reality. It's a reality that's worth pushing against. It's a reality that's saying, hey, let's be inclusive. But the fact is, when you watch the Ghostbuster, the, the Ghostbusters remake, three of the four of those women fit that. Still. They still fit the body type that you're railing against. Um, you know, And do you think that there aren't funny women that don't fit that stereotype you know is it you know uh, and why we're more comfortable with women of color being the one with the other body type so we can have three you know cutesy little white women you know in in ghostbusters like like that is i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's good you know but i'm saying you know, look at the the companions to doctor who look at the you know pretty much you know until mary wiseman showed up on star trek pretty much all the women in star trek um, I know. Like, that's, look, that's why it, I love Mary Wiseman. And, and the thing is, Mary Wiseman on that show, like, I assure you, I can say with authority, like, it's not like Mary Wiseman is fat. No, she's just not the traditional. She's just not so skinny you can yeah. break her in half. Yeah, but but I think that 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 there is it's worth pushing and, back. And against. I, I don't I, think well, there's anything me, wrong me, with I, looking I, like that either. I just there there's already a plethora. Of women that look like that, and, we're, sure. and we should be getting, and particularly when a, a part, like the part of a big part of the character. And I don't feel that. I don't arc, feel that her body type was a big part of her character at it, all. It, it's a big part of her arc. It's a big part of her identity. It's a big part of something that matters to her. That's what I'm saying. I like felt, something that I, she struggles with that keeps her. And I felt like the, the way felt, that she is that keeps her trying to be cut off from Parzival, even though she's attracted to him. In some way. Yeah. Like, and I and I got the sense. I, I And again, I'm not reading from a woman's perspective. I'm reading it from his perspective. He's the narrator. And I'm reading his, you know, I'm reading his brain like it's my brain. Um, sure. 
so, he doesn't understand why she's being the way she's being. Right? Yeah, um, but I, I never visioned her different than this. Um, my, and maybe I just skipped. And 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 the the fact is, is you just said the word Rubenesque. I had to just look that up. Um, wow, <laughs> I've never heard the term before. Are you serious? Um, and I get I like if it. that's the word. And, and then I, you know, while we were just on, you know, doing the podcast, I looked it up. I was like, oh, okay, well, I if you know that is not what they're <laughs> like, but I didn't know the term very well. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's a there's a there's a certain reality that you're going to have to accept if you want to enjoy movies no um, man we're we're at a time like and particularly with something as big as this i just like steven spielberg and and all this like you could like you could have done this right there's no reason you couldn't have like that's this idea like we've we've come along i feel like we should have come a long way since um like last action hero I love right, but that movie can, can because I, can it points I, out how all the women look this way. It's like, and it's and it's so true. It's like, but haven't we, haven't we finally come to a place where, like, we've got ads, we've got other can things I give you one, can that I are one trying to show though, more that, than one kind of woman. To your point earlier, when you were talking about how it's difficult to adapt a book into a movie, do you think that people who don't know the book? Because you have to say, you know, you're, 20 times as many people are going to see the movie as, as will read the book. As will have read the book, probably. All right. Sure. Do you think there might have been pushback as to why is skinny, awesome Artemis in the, in the thing, the beautiful one, and then he gets out and she said, like, I, you could have gotten pushback by people who didn't read the book saying, saying, so what you're saying is that she's not so pretty when she's out. That's what you're saying. Like, like because you're not going to have time. In this two hour, t- in fact, frankly, beyond all this, I don't know how this book gets adapted into a single movie. That's- I don't either. Like m- most important, like I other things I'm really worried and concerned about. And the reason why I was like, I don't know if they'll ever be able to make this into a movie is 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 largely to do with because of the end. Well, and I don't want to se- like, I don't want a series, but I, you, the, the book has very clear. Th- I mean, how all of the movie rights you would need to get. Well, you clearly you're not getting the same. So the Iron Giant is all over the trailer. For instance, the Iron Giant is mentioned one time in the book, and they don't do the Iron Giant. So probably the Spider-Man robot that you're that you would have in the book, they're going to do the Iron Giant instead. Um, they're going to substitute some of the deep cut references in the book for references that everybody can get. I'm down with it. I'm fine. I that, understand that doesn't. Bo- but I'm talking about like the movie stuff, the '80s movies that they have to play out. Well, they, keep in mind, Steven Spielberg produced like half of them, so that's like even the ones he didn't direct. Steven Spielberg produced Back to the Future. You know, it's it's so. I think that so many people owe him favors, and he yeah, has but his war games and like I mean all the '80s, all the, cl- the all the classic '80s stuff. And I'm telling you, dude, like it's the fuck Artemis matters because she even she even makes a comment. And I hope that this will at least be in there that she's upset that there that that she couldn't do the movie as uh, Ali Sheedy's character. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I, I think it has to be war games. Like, I think I think it that, has to be war games. It absolutely has to be war games. Mom, I, I think is, I think things are things that like she but, makes that comment. What I'm saying is, is, is there are there are women's stuff women's issue stuff happening with the, with Artemis's character 
that are, I don't know how you missed them. And so I, and I, and the thing is, it's not as though it's some long treaties that she goes on like I do, you know, it's just there. I think that's going to be cut. I think eventually what you're going to get is you're going to get a pop culture filled sci-fi, a pop culture filled sci-fi romp, which, which largely, let me be clear, about 80% of Ready Player One is that. Like, but it's it, re- not. It's not just that. It's it's also about trying. It's about the freedom of the oasis. It's about IOI being the big corporation that's trying to to own basically the the world in a way. I see that and, in the trailers. The I see in the trailers. That- I absolutely see that that there's a push. Um, that there's that there's a push against the corporatization. I see that in the trailers. And by the way, what's his name? Who's the bad guy in the book? I've, I'm already halfway through another book. The the guy in charge of IOI. Um, oh, I can't remember his. The name. but the they main bad guy numbers. in the book is being played by um by Krennic from Rogue One, which is perfect. It's just the perfect choice. Wait, which one in Rogue One is he? The one that on the, at the he's end, the bad guy. He's the, the bad he's guy. The, in the yeah, tower. I, it's a perfect choice. The the yes, I can see that. Yeah, yes, he's playing high middle management again with aspirations sure. and cruelty. Sure, he's but I'm down to if that he that's who what he should play. He's perfect. He's yeah. as, by the way, as I watch Rogue One over and over again, I will say Krennic just grows on me every time I watch it. Like <laughs> like that character is so doesn't exist in Star Wars, and it's it should. And I love it. Anyway, um, I mean, I think what you're going to like, like, I, like, so what, what I don't want, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, there are, yes, there's a lot of fun in that book. Absolutely. And particularly if you love the 80s. But there are, there are things. There are higher levels, like H as well. Like, basically being a boy in the Oasis. Because, and, and her being worried about what he's going to think when he meets her that's there too like there are personal things there are things about society there are things about like corporatization society i think there are bigger things in that book and i don't want him to just make a movie that's just this fly by the seat of your pants adventure with no substance to it because i don't think there will be no substance i don't think there will be no substance substance part (laughs) i think i think that there will be um lip service to much of that substance and they will choose oh. two or three of the main substantive themes because the book has many and yeah. that they will they will focus on the two or three substantive themes that make the most engaging movie for the people who haven't read the book is what they're is what they're going to do um i think that uh. i think that ultimately though i mean here here's the thing that i know about you though i know that when it comes down to it if the movie is good most of the time You'll let it go. Um, I remember you saying, "I'm never gonna fucking see Wonder Woman because she's short." <laughs> like, like I like, did not say I would never see Wonder Woman. You said you said I, it's gonna. I was angry about. Do you that think casting. you never say the word? Said the word? It's gonna fucking suck. You think those words never oh, came I out of your mouth? Absolutely said it was gonna fucking suck. Yeah, because you know. So so and yet this, she. This there are many things that, about the trailer that make me that make me believe it's gonna fucking suck. I don't think it's gonna fucking suck. I think that you might be disappointed by it. If you go in wanting the wrong things, um, what wanting the wanting the book book realized in film? I don't. Why think... would I want that after having read it? That's crazy. Well, so that you're so right. That, what the fuck is wrong with me? So that's when you get down to the difference. <laughs> like, be, the difference between 
Ready Player One and X-Men, which I would put with it, and Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Ready Player One is a great book. X-Men is a great comic book, but it is not a cultural phenomenon that most people have read. Whereas Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter are cultural phenomenons that many, many, many people have read. Um, the readership of those books versus the readership of X-Men and and Ready Player One, it's 10 to 1. You know, it's like like everybody kind of it's in, in terms of, of how many people have read it. I think when it comes to movies like X-Men and the upcoming Ready Player One, I think to be slavishly um, loyal to the moments in the book becomes less important. I think it becomes the the point is that the book, someone reads the book and goes, this is good subject matter for a good movie. And much like Jurassic Park, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, none of the, almost none of the themes in the Jurassic Park book make it into Jurassic Park. Almost none. Really? And if you were a fan of the book. Because I love Jurassic Park. I never read the book, though. If you read the book, it's much headier. It's much more philosophical. And essentially, you get Ian Malcolm taking maybe five minutes of the movie to touch on any of the themes. And the rest of the movie is essentially aliens. It's aliens. It's just with dinosaurs. Um, it's it's And it's fine. The movie's great. Um, but if you were trying to get from that movie what you got from the book... You weren't getting it. You're not going to get it. Um, and I would say that the fact is, is that books, you know, which take hours to read and you can be in people's thoughts and you can spend a long time in conversations on the books when you're making, especially a big budget movie um, that's going to be, you know, a gangbusters, you know, a, a gangbusters blockbuster is, is not as feasible. I think you do get so I, I guess I, I what I'm saying is I'm okay with the adaptive choices, even if the characters aren't right, even if the things aren't right, if it feels the same, even with X-Men, I have to accept that I'm okay with the adaptive choices. One can go back and go, when you get to a movie like Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings, when the point is that most people have read it and the primary like we go back to the concept of primary value your primary value is wanting to see that book realized right yeah that primary value is going to be the case for like 5% of the audience of this movie like like be that as it may like here's the, i i i would like to submit that if you gave them the book they would like that movie they would love that movie. But like the- I I I ra- what I rail against is this idea that unless flash boom bang fun don't it's not have to just think it's about not just anything. flash boom bang it's that it's that the there's a, saying, there's a tried and true structure that of, that's the only movies. thing that works. I fu- yes. I oh, fucking yes. rail yes, it against is. that. No, 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 here's the thing. A uh, Blade Runner 2049 abandons largely abandons that structure and i really like blade runner 2049 but i'm i really like blade runner 2049 but i am not um i am like i i am not beyond realizing the blade runner blade runner 2049 is did not work as a movie for most people it failed at the box office people didn't go see it because people are we're attuned to wanting that that three-act structure 
and and you know to know like what was I watching? The, the book other- has the thing is the book is written like a fucking movie. It absolutely is, but not as a two to two and a half hour movie. The well, book I is written that, almost that, that, as a trilogy. Like you could see the book being a trilogy. Where would of you films. break it if it was in a trilogy of a movie? I think that I think that the like you if you were to turn it into a trilogy of films, you have the first bit and you end with the first gate, and then you have the next bit and you end with the second gate, and then you have the last bit and you end with the third gate. I mean it's it's set up that way. It's set up with with sure. every time every time he finishes a gate, the movie re- the, the story resets. Kind of, but like there's he's at there's, a new beginning. Like 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 if he finished the first gate and you ended there, and then you started the second movie with with I thought it was going to be way different than this, but I found myself here. And then you go through and you end the, the he ends the second gate, and then he's you know he's working for Iowa. You, you know I like that's like the his situation. His I don't personal- think it, I'm saying I don't think it breaks up that clearly because there are there are times like there there's a longer period of time in between in between each gate well i i guess what i'm saying is, is and there's you, a lot of and, and and in the book itself there's a lot of montage like so like you could do a fucking montage like you yeah but you but i you believe would, i believe that the book as it is could be made into a movie and be the book and that is why I'm it'd be like be a four-hour movie it would be it would have to be epic three-hour lord of the ring style movie though i mean that's you okay I think, I think that, that's maybe it. okay too. But again, you have to understand the world where you are, where people are like, they felt like, like the Hobbit was bloated. People are not necessarily that's wanting to go. because that was a hundred page like book into three movies. Yeah, but they, was there, was a, there was a period of time where they were putting out these really long films. And the fact is, you know, and this is again, part of the reality is that people no, no longer, well, here's, and here's, and here's maybe. <laughs> no. I fought you know what I had a hard time finding it because I didn't know how to find it but I looked up that that thing that you were talking the the trailer yeah every Hollywood movie trailer yeah I loved it so much it was like one of the best trailers I've ever seen oh and it was so true and it's like I see the same thing in so many movies like beyond the trailer and and that is my that is what is upsetting to me. I have seen enough in the trailer that tells me it is going to follow the formula for blockbuster movie. It will a formula. And I by don't the way, want that it Spielberg to do that. Wrote. Like I don't want it to do that. Then you're then you then you will be disappointed. I know because I'm upset because, because this I book, know it's going to do this bo- it. This it. book was never going to follow anything but that formula. Why this book? Because it's Why? too because it's too fun. It's too light, and it's just it you can know, still be fun. Like it doesn't have to be. They're gonna uh the problem they're is gonna this. extend the, things and they're gonna add shit like that doesn't need to be there. That's just gonna be for fucking flair. And it's like it doesn't. You don't need it, and that would allow you the ability to put back in. You know some of the other levels. Like, yeah, but on. here's the thing: is that they they want to attract the general public who would never read a science fiction book. I'm tired of this idea, dude. That the fucking general public are just a bunch of fucking 
short attention span idiot dog. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be an idiotic short short attention span. I'm just movie. saying, like, because that's to I me. I wouldn't the, say that Black the way Panther they make was movies that, but it follows the like, structure. You have to be careful because if it's not just like bam, bam, smash, woo, wow, it won't be that. No, like, no, no. Go. There's gonna be this is a, it's a Spielberg movie with most ex- with very few exceptions, and there are exceptions. Most of his movies have a lot of heart, and this so this movie will have a lot of heart and a lot of fun. And a lot of action, and not that much head. And that's uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but, the best part. But that's but, <laughs> but that's what this movie's going to have. So the so not much philosophy. His Spielberg doesn't do philosophy um, all that much. And the thing that you're going to and it's going to have heart. It's going to make you feel, but it's not going to make you think. But if I can that tell that it's making, here's the thing. If I if I and this is specific, if I, not just anybody, but if I can tell that it's trying to make me feel, it has really fucked up. I am probably the easiest person to emotionally manipulate. Oh, you're going to cry during the movie. Oh, don't. Oh, you're going to cry. Oh, I'm certain of that. But you're going to say, you're going to say, I cried and I loved this, but it sucked. It's, I know. <laughs> like, uh, there is a chance that if they simply get like the the actual trials at the gates right that i could that that would be enough to sustain me yeah it's, that, i that, think that you know what i think what from it comes those down moments to. being fully realized would be enough to sustain me i think what it comes down to i think what it comes down to is this is that we are at and i don't know what's going to happen to hollywood i'll be frank i don't know what's going to happen to hollywood because i think it's time for it to stop man for hollywood to stop yeah. For them to stop making movies? <laughs> I th- I think that uh, there are more people have cameras, more like But this that's movie, what, okay, and that's but one of the things they talk about frankly in the fucking book. Everybody's got a channel, everybody, you know. Yeah, but I mean? this like, movie, this movie has to be done with a big budget. It has to. You can't do what's in this movie without a big budget. It needs it. Then Hollywood needs to fucking change. They need to stop thinking there's only one type of movie that sells. They do, but you, here's the thing: every time they try, they get they 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 get their their hand slapped. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was, I, in my opinion, a, an incredibly artful, very it, different movie, and 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 yet it failed. It didn't catch on beyond film nerds. Like I, film nerds are going, it's the best movie of last year. Why did nobody realize this? But it's because nobody went to go see it. And that's ultimately. So in other we, words, people actually do all suck, and that's. Why. It's not that people suck. I think that people, <laughs> I think that people are starting to get to a point where, where if you they, where they don't go to the movie theater for this, older people go to the movie theater to get, you know, to to go see an artsy film or something. But even I don't do that very much anymore. I know it's gonna be on Netflix eventually. I know that it, that I'm gonna be able to find it there. And if I want, you know, if I want my, my, my. Well, then nerd- have it be a big budget and still put it on and just have it be on Netflix. Like I just watched the, the recently the Cloverfield. Yeah. Ex- whatever. Um, that didn't look low budget to me. It got terrible reviews and didn't get that many views. And it was on right off, right off to the, the Super Bowl. It's ultimately a failure. It. It's a failure. I liked that movie. I liked it a lot. But. It's not just you. It's not just us. It can't be just us. It's why Star Trek had to become what Star Trek became 
because it can't just appeal to us anymore. The fact is, is there's so much for people to go see and there's so much content that is being made and so much is available, like like the long form, you know, we're talking about how Harry Potter would be, you know, a, a series. Like you can get your long form thoughtful stuff on TV. And and if you, you know, I have a big screen in my house and 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 surround sound and you know, like if we can get it in crisp four, you know, four D VR surround sound. You know, it'll tickle your dick. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you don't, <laughs> like, like, like the idea that you're gonna go out and when I go out to 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 see a movie at this point, especially if you got kids and you got to get a babysitter now and pay for that, I want to see something big and loud in IMAX. And if it's not gonna be big and loud in IMAX. I, every time I go see a smaller film in the theater, I feel a little gypped. I'm like, I went all the way out of the house for this. I didn't have a. Sub- <laughs> I went all the way out of the house. I didn't have a substantially different experience that I could have had in my living room. Well, this this goes to what I think they should be doing, um, in general, which is I think that they should because that because of what you just said is somewhat true. They should allow me to watch movies that are in the theater. Because everything's digital now. It's not like we actually have like fucking film cells and and platters and shit yeah. anymore. Like I should be able to rent it. I should be able to go to the movies at home. That's something they're that's something they're 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 that they're working on. They're think, com- there was a movie actually where that we just watched um not that long ago that that was true for, and I was like, oh, this was awesome. I was to- I I didn't feel upset about the price that i paid i was i think it was a little bit more than than it would have been if you went to the movie theater yeah, 10 bucks 10 bucks you could do um but it, but you didn't have to buy concessions you can pause it if you have to go to the fucking bathroom like if the problem is those know. movie theaters don't want to don't want to support that because it will you know it's, it's i mean there's there's a business side of this too i guess and so for me and that I, and i guess that's the thing that's part of the problem right you know, is that everything's is is driven by an old business model, and I just don't think it works anymore. Is what I'm saying. Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe the movie will be a big hit. Maybe it won't. Like nobody saw Valerian. Valerian was an enormous crash and burn movie. God, you would not believe what I had to go through to fucking get it in 3D. I'm so tired <laughs> of being shafted by 3D here. 3D's in done. 3D's done. Fuck ho- that shit. Home 3D is done. 3D. Home no, 3D is pretty much done. You just have to get it someplace else. So I'm either gonna have to get a a region unlocked like Blu-ray player or keep doing what I like. I think this time I had to get it from like China, maybe. Oh my gosh. Like you just can't get it here. And that's what pisses me off the most about it. Cause it's like, so you're making them like they're out there. Just not for Americans. Yeah, yeah. The business model didn't support it. I mean, and that's the thing. Bullshit. Uh, Ultimately, because because as we wrap up, um, again, once again, we're judging a movie well before it comes out. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it won't. Um, you know, I am willing to accept that it will give me things different than the book, as long as it gives me my primary value for the book, which is like you know, I want to see the DeLorean. But you know, I know, like, for instance, in one of the large shots and one of the big battle scenes, I saw Freddy Krueger get vaporized. Yeah. Freddy Krueger's not mentioned once in the book. But yeah, I'll watch Freddy Krueger fucking vaporized. Sure. Go for it. 
Like that's that's I want to see that. I love mashups. I mean, I made ninjas versus zombies for goodness sake. I I I love. And like I said, a lot a lot of. I mean, I loved that there was substance, obviously, because I'm I'm into to substance and not I'm not all about superficial things. But um, I th- there was absolutely a a huge amount of joy from reading the book for me uh, with the '80s references and 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 they're everywhere, and in I mean in the clothes they wear in locales in h's like basement that you know things of that nature that i will if there's enough of that there's a good chance that i will be able to get past any other bullshit so so for instance and i don't know what's going to happen but i they won't I would, I would almost guarantee the the deep dive into the Rush twenty one twelve album where he plays guitar. I bet they change that to something else. Man, but it I'll has g- to be Rush. It's but I'll give you no, no, I'll, no. I don't think that's gonna. I think it's gonna be a totally different second gate. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why oh, I think that. Man, I'll tell you. See, that's gonna but really here's the upset. Thing. Like, but here's the thing. Hold about on. Let me tell you why. Let me, let me tell you why I think that's going to be the case. All right. One, it's not that visually interesting to watch someone try and play through a lead guitar for as he's trying to get it right Two, anything they do to make it visually interesting is going to draw a direct comparison to scott pilgrim versus the world where you have a guy in a video game ish type of movie picking up a guitar and having to play it you know really really well to get past a to get past a boss and the the reality of that comparison being made is might not work. And the fact that it's hard to make that work. Now, maybe Spielberg will find a way. If anyone can do it, he can. Um, but I am prepared to go, okay, it might be something different. That Also, most people haven't listened to that Rush album. so I haven't to, listened to that Rush album. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. To, I mean, now, if there's a it's way that relevant. they- If there's a way that they do that, the only way I can see them doing that, which would be different, is maybe somehow make it feel like, like a uh, rock band. You know? Like, right. like, okay, we will take video game imagery that current audiences understand, which is hitting the right strings at the right time. And, and we will do that. Maybe that's a way that you make it work and then you can still use Rush. Um, but I, I'll bet they don't do 2112. I'll bet instead of 2112, they do Tom Sawyer, which is in the trailers, which is, a, which is the one Rush song everybody knows. So you can do a deep cut Rush song that nobody knows, or you can, for the 5% of the audience, or you can do the Rush song that everybody knows that at least you're still doing a Rush song, but the other 95% of the audience gets jazzed because that song gets them jazzed. So like, these are the, these are, God forbid you expose them to something else. That's not what this movie's supposed to do. (laughs) That's not what this movie is there to do. This movie at that point, you're supposed to be getting jazzed. Like that's, that's supposed to be, you know, what the so like i am ready you know they couldn't get jazz is what i'm saying i don't i mean i song right it's a good song but you need more than a good song there are a million good songs you need songs that hit you emotionally you need the song that you were listening to when you were when you were driving down to the beach that time and that's the that's the the a good (laughs) good use of music in the movies um is is meant to you know you you draw on the emotional response that, that the music has given you at other times Sure. Uh, no, but no, it's I think it's it's it, there's an emotional resonance with songs, period. There are so many things that I watch because like per, like I am much more of a film buff. Right. And Mr. A is he he's definitely much more 
into music than I ever. Like, I mean, I want to say prior to him, I'd never heard or I'd never known I heard Led Zeppelin before, before him, which sounds crazy. I know. Um, but I didn't like, I was never the person that like sat in my room and just like listened to music for the most part. Like, sure, I made mixtapes as, as I listened to the radio, but like, it was Madonna, it was Cindy Lauper, it was, you know, the pop stuff, and it was Metallica because I wanted to be like my sister and like things like that. But I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time, you know, just laying around listening to music. I spent a lot of time watching movies. So there is a, a lot of movies that I have seen, even now, with a whole bunch of music that I've never heard before. But the, the but the lyrics and the sound of it completely resonates with whatever is is going like completely adds and lifts what's happening in the film that it has an effect on you. And I noticed that shit now, you know what I mean? Because I I think there's a lot of things I notice now in films that I didn't used to notice. Um, and so I don't I don't believe it. I believe you could have the feeling that you're looking for without having to to guess what song's gonna do it for everyone because it's more popular more more likely to have been heard already and, and to which to which i would respond um i love the bon jovi song it's my life it's a pretty good song i've listened to it a bunch it's one of my favorite bon jovi songs but if they say hey you have the rights to you have the rights to use any bon jovi song you want uh in this scene i'm gonna use living on a prayer <laughs> Yeah, but what's the scene? Does it not matter? But both those songs are very similar. That's what I'm saying. Living on a Prayer and It's My Life. Um, you know, It's My Life is so much like Living on a Prayer that they actually mention the characters from Living on a Prayer in It's My Life. Okay. Um, uh, so that's the thing. You do the song that's going to evoke the response if you're going to be a, a movie that is going to re- like have the great soundtrack. It's got to be one that, you know, it's why... Forrest Gump does it so well. It's the soundtrack of your life. Like that's, you know, it's a thing. Anyway, we've gone way off book club um, and we're at an hour and 45 minutes. Guys, that's how much we love. We're about an hour and 30. That's how much we love you. Um, we'll, we'll spend literally an hour on a movie that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh, we spent an hour on the fucking solo trailer. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's like, true. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. My name is be five minutes. It would be like, if, well, that's going to take us at least. 30 minutes to talk about <laughs> now now you everyone just totally caught me going my name is justin you're like nope <laughs> i like to fuck with you my name is justin <laughs> and my name is alexia <laughs> and trek off <laughs> trek off <laughs> hey you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to we have a movie there's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.